Hi, this is Carrie. And this is Erin. And we're Keeping, Keeping Busy. Busy. Welcome to this edition of Keeping Busy. We have something a little different. Yeah, we wanted to do something a little lower key. Uh, not quite so sugary and sweet yeah. and a yeah, ton of it to eat. I have to say that after, because my family didn't really take to the banoffee pie as well as I thought they would. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, after eating like half the pie myself, it started to feel less like an, a dessert I was enjoying and more like something I had to conquer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to eat this whole pie. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what this recipe turned into for me. So what we made is Thai uh, sticky rice with mango. Yes. And it's a, it's a coconut sticky rice. So where did you get your recipe? Oh, no. Where did I get my recipe? I will check the internet. Well, I got mine from all recipes. Uh, I couldn't find sticky rice, which uh, is a distinct type of rice. You can also, it's also called uh, glutinous rice or sweet rice. Well, that's a lie. I found a five-pound bag of it and decided... Not to do it. (laughs) Not to do that. Yeah. So I made mine with with white rice, which is not not as good texture. Uh, It's it's a lot less starchy, so you don't get the the really good stickiness. Yeah. So that's kind of sad. But I chose this recipe from all recipes. You can find it under Thai sweet sticky rice with mango. And I chose it because the the coconut sauce that you put on top calls for tapioca starch, and I thought maybe that would help it kind of sticky up a little. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't even see the recipe I used. I remember what the picture looked like, and I'm like totally not seeing it right now. I do remember most of the directions, not the proportions so much. I will say that I shortcut it a little bit and I did not actually do the drizzly topping. <gasps> yeah, what, because I had I had a um an almost full can of coconut milk already open and uh. once I had made the rice it was gone and I didn't want to open another can for <laughs> whatever it was, like three tablespoons of coconut milk. Uh. But I know with my recipe I washed the rice you wash the rice until the water runs clear then you soak it in an excess of water overnight once you drain it you steam the rice and i hadn't actually thought of this there have been times when i've wanted to steam rice before never thought of this a metal sieve like a mm-hmm. you know i used that to drain the rice and then it's it says in the recipe you know use a sieve to drain the rice and then basically you just plop it over a pot of simmering water and put a top on it i was like oh my gosh that's genius i have a rice steamer and i never even knew it (laughs) so i was pretty happy with that finding that out so making the rice was easy enough and the coconut sauce was pretty simple that you put into the rice i think it was just just coconut and sugar if i remember correctly maybe a pinch of salt that sounds like what mine was yeah mostly and then once the you know the rice is all steamed you basically just fold it in and let it sit so it can absorb the liquid and i love this recipe when i get it at a thai restaurant i find it's always super satisfying with the sweetness and the chewiness of the rice without 
being too much of anything. You have the natural sweetness from the mango and then the coconut flavor, which the mango and the coconut go super well together. And mm-hmm. you don't end up feeling, at least if you have a reasonable sized portion, you don't end up feeling <laughs> like that bloated, oh my gosh, I can't believe I indulged in so much sugar and blah 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 feeling afterwards. So you added a qualifier to your description there that you love it in Thai restaurants when you get it. Did you love your version? I did. I thought it like, I don't know if it's just such a simple dish that you ha- it's hard to go wrong as long as you have a ripe mango and use the correct ingredients and stuff. But um, I was worried that the texture of the rice wasn't going to come out good or that for some reason the coconut milk I used, it wouldn't. It just wouldn't taste right. I've followed tons, for example, of Thai iced tea recipes, and they mm-hmm. never taste like restaurant Thai iced tea. So I was ex- exquisitely pleased with the fact that it just tasted like the dessert is supposed to taste. I was pretty happy. That's great. I love Thai iced tea. How do you make that? We should do that sometime. <laughs> or maybe I'll just do that on my own. I'll look it up. Good luck. Thank you. Uh, so mine, I feel like, was a not a giant failure, but it was a disappointment, mostly because I couldn't find the sticky rice. Right. I think. this The coconut syrup was pretty good. This recipe was a little different, so it had you soak the rice overnight. It had you make uh, the coconut milk, sugar, and a little bit of salt, just like you were describing. After you steam the rice, let it soak up that mixture. And then it also had a... A more kind of condensed uh, topping. Right. That's the part I didn't do, the like okay. the drizzle over the top. Right. So that is where it used some tapioca starch for me. It just, in the end, I really felt like I was just eating a bowl of rice with some sweet coconut syrup. <laughs> so with did you try it without putting the syrup on top? I did, and it has some coconut flavor, and it's definitely a softer, like the way that you cook it, the white rice came out softer and chewier. Right. But it just, it was like I was just aware I'm just eating like a cup of rice, and I couldn't get over in my head. That you were just eating so much rice? (laughs) It's just, yeah, it was really weird. So the recipe has uh, one and a half cups of rice, and... Oh, this cat makes it very difficult to edit him out when I'm talking when he is screaming. It was just a huge amount of rice, and the syrup was definitely not enough for my tastes. I wanted more syrup, and maybe that's because I used the wrong rice, and I needed to cover up the flavor and the texture of it. <laughs> but um, my husband does not like coconut flavor, so I just have this huge bowl of coconut rice, and I just... It, when I look at it, I start to get an upset tummy, just thinking about eating all of that rice. So I had, you know, I've had a few small servings of it, but there's no way I'm going to finish that. I will say I cut the recipe in half because I knew I was probably going to be the only one who ate it. Mm-hmm. That's smart. And that gave me about two, two big servings. So, I mean, I like I used a half a mango for one serving and a half a mango for the other serving, and it actually worked out pretty well. Yours looks so right. What? Why is it so? The what? picture that you sent—it just looks right. 
Mine does not look right. <laughs> Do you have a picture? Um, shoot. Yeah, I took it on my phone. I'll send it to you later. It's just like the, the rice is very ricey, not sticky. Mm. So I couldn't, I tried to make it form into a nice little shape like yours does. Like I patted it into, I think, one of my one cup measuring cups and dumped it out. And it just like the rice kind of fell apart so definitely go for the sticky stuff if you're going to attempt this recipe yeah oh i think i might have found it it looks like this one has a cornstarch slurry too for the for the thing but like i said i didn't use that mm-hmm. um i think it might be this one on taste made tie sticky rice with mango so this one calls for two cups of the sticky rice um, so I cut it down to one. So we do have a listener who's um, a friend of mine. And when uh, he listened to the last episode, he contacted me with some tips uh, because I guess his mother makes this frequently. And I did not follow his tips. <laughs> That's probably why I'm a big failure. What are the tips? I'm interested in knowing this. Well, it, he basically said that it comes out best in a bamboo steamer. You like you should really steam the rice in the bamboo steamer. And he sent me a certain brand of coconut milk that he believed was the best brand. Oh, and I did find that brand, and I used that. Which one? I'm I can't pronounce it. You oh really? <laughs> it's in a brown can. It's like C H A O K O H. Okay. Chowko. Maybe. I don't know, but it it's not the kind I have, so. Now, remember when you're making this, this is coconut milk, not coconut water. I don't know if anyone would make that mistake. Also not coconut cream. Right. Because that would be terrible. That would be like, like us using sweetened condensed milk instead of just <laughs> evaporated milk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was so. funny. Yeah, check your labels. <laughs> yes. Pay attention and read stuff. Yeah. Reading is good for you. So, would you make it again? I would. I really liked it. I was happy with how it came out. And it is something that is one of those things that I can only eat out. And sometimes I will choose going to a Thai restaurant over somewhere else just so I can have this. Mm-hmm. So, it's nice to just think, to well, I could make it myself as long as I find a decent mango. So yeah, I was pretty happy with it. Would you Good. make it again? If I found uh, real sticky rice, yeah, I would make this again. I really uh, enjoy coconut flavored things. Mm-hmm. It's it's such like a light creamy flavor, and I do like mangoes. So I would definitely make it in a small batch because I know I'd be eating it by myself. Right. But I I would give it another try. I strangely enough have just a large amount of sticky rice at my house. Um, on a regular basis because mm-hmm. every once in a while I get this crazy idea that I can make mochi on my own from actual rice and not from rice flour. <laughs> and I'm like, I know what I'll do today is I'll steam um, some sticky rice and then I will just pound it for hours until it turns into gelatinous goo. <laughs> and then I will take the gelatinous goo and make it into something delicious. Mm-hmm. It hasn't worked quite yet, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but I'm I'm probably gonna do it again anyway because I like to torture myself with failure. <laughs> well, next time I'm over, I'm gonna borrow a cup of sticky rice. That's a great idea. Yeah, I do have plenty. Thank you. So, have you been up to anything else this week? I had some other baking escapades. Yes. For St. Patrick's Day, uh, I wanted to make something. Um, I found a recipe for a brownie and then a mint fudge and then you crumble mint chocolate cookies on top. Sort of like the, <laughs> the generic grocery store version of like Thin Mints uh-huh. that I crumbled on top. But I don't know, right from the start, it didn't go as planned. I was talking to my husband about it and he said he didn't really like brownies. He would prefer a blondie. He would eat more of it, basically, if I made a blondie. So I did a blondie and then I thought, whoa, that's a weird flavor to go with mint. But whatever. So I made my mint fudge and then it was really kind of drippy. The fudge? It just, it wasn't, it didn't stiffen up enough. It was one of those quick fudge recipes. It's from Inside Brew Crew Life. That's B-R-U Crew Life. The fudge, let me scroll down to the fudge. Yeah, white white chocolate chips, butter, marshmallow cream, uh, gel color, and uh, mint extract. Oh. oh, and sweetened condensed milk. It looks delicious with the brownie sure and, the, and the mint layer and then the cookie topping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I feel that the fudge, when cooking, melting down the mint, sorry, the white chocolate chips, I cooked it too fast and some of them, um, what is it called? Seized? Yeah. A couple of them seized. Most of it melted. Some of it seized. The, the fudge just didn't come together and at the end it just didn't set up when I poured it over the blondies. So I had a thin layer over the blondies, and then I put the rest in kind of a side, a little 8 by 8 square pan, and I still did the, the cookie crumble on top. Yeah. Now, after it cooled, the blondies were actually quite good with the mint fudge and the cookies on top. Really? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it would have been better with a brownie, but it was still good. And then I had all this fudge left over, so I thought, now i got to do something with the fudge. And I took your advice, Carrie, and I made some really delicious chocolate cookies <laughs> that I was going to sandwich with the fudge in the middle. Uh, since the fudge was kind of drippy, I thought it would be good uh, cookie sandwich fillings. And these are ultimate chocolate dipped cookies from Better Home, Homes and Gardens. I didn't do the chocolate dip. But the cookies are so good. Yes, I also very good recommendation. I also um, don't do the chocolate dip. The cookies <laughs> themselves, they're lovely. They're, it's a great recipe for chocolate cookies. It's basically mm-hmm. a brownie in cookie form. Um, yeah. They're very fudgy uh, without being kind of over the top indulgent as far as chocolate things are concerned. But I have a feeling that if you chocolate dipped them, that would be the straw that broke the camel's back, <laughs> so yeah, to speak. A little too much. Because it really is enough chocolate just as is. And they have a great texture. Mm-hmm. They really taste like brownie cookies. Yeah. They were really good. They get that, like, crusty, 
you know, sugar brownie crust skin? on the outside like a brownie. And then the inside is chewy and fudgy and delicious. But there were a couple days, I think two or three days between when I made the fudge and when I made the cookies. And when I went to scoop out the fudge to put it in the cookie sandwich. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> The fudge had turned into fudge, <laughs> and I couldn't spread it without the cookie just smashing up. Yep. So I threw out the fudge, and I ate the cookies. There you go. You know what? Do you have biscuit cutters? I do. So oh, would that would have been, been smart. Able, would you have been able to cut the fudge? Because if you could have done a big biscuit cutter and then kind of sliced it thinly, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you could have had like very thin slices of fudge to lay between the cookie layers. That would have been, I, that would have been really smart. I think it would have been tough to get out of the pan. I didn't, I didn't uh, put parchment down, which was really stupid. Ah, yeah, that's tricky. But I could have at least tried it instead of throwing the thing out. Mm. (sighs) So it was a strange mixture of Winning like a and little losing. Failure. <laughs> it was like a little failure and then trying to save it and then another little failure. And yeah. That, and that's why I'm, I OD'd on sugar because I was trying to eat fudge and blondies and cookies and then the Thai yeah, sticky rice. That's a lot of desserts. Yeah. So how about you? What have you been up to? Um. Well, still keeping on the not too much sugar train. Smart. The kids and I made hot cross buns today. Because, you know, we've been talking about Easter and there's that lovely hot cross bun song that people sing, which is, shouldn't be a real song, but it is, apparently. <laughs> and so we ended up making cro- um, hot cross buns. And I don't know if you've ever had them. I have not. So the ones that you see in the store, I'm not too much of a fan. I've tried them made by, you know, not fresh, but like a grocery store bakery. And they're always very dense and bready, and there are little bits of dried fruit in them, sometimes raisins, sometimes other stuff. And it's a very lightly spiced dough, but it's basically like a roll. I mean, it's like bread dough, but a lot of them also have like a little bit of a sugar glaze to them and an icing cross on the top. Mm-hmm. But I used, and I have actually made them before, and I thought they were okay. But I used a different recipe this time. I used uh, a King Arthur flour recipe. And the thing I found interesting about it is not only did it call, it's a yeasted dough, um, but not only did it call for yeast, but also baking powder. And I don't think I've ever used baking powder in a yeast recipe before. So I thought that was kind of curious. But the beautiful thing about it is... They come out super fluffy. They have, you know, a bread texture to them, but it's not dense and it's not overly chewy. And they're just especially hot out of the oven. So super good. (laughs) Um, I didn't put the icing on right away while they were hot, but I did break one open to make sure that they were cooked and sliced it open and put some butter, a lot of butter. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of butter on it. (laughs) And between the the hint of cinnamon and the fluffiness of the roll itself and the butter, it was just really, really tasty. I just had another one now with a cup of tea, and even cold, it was enjoyable. So it does. It has a sugar, a sugar glaze, and the 
Some, I, it looks like some of the ones in the store have a sugar glaze or like a honey glaze to them. These ones didn't. Mm -hmm. It was just the cross of, you know, there's, icing. there's basically an X on the top of icing and it's just, okay. you know, powdered sugar with enough milk to thin it out to pipe. They sound wonderful. Like fresh buns. I will send you a picture. Yes, send me a picture. I'm very excited. Dun, dun, dun. I'm gonna send you a picture of my Sit buns. <laughs> <laughs> but jokes. But jokes. Well, they look really... Wait, did you put raisins in them? Um, actually, no, there's currants in there. Okay, good. Because Ooh, currants, that's fancy. Because they're little enough that they're really unobtrusive. And the neat thing is actually, uh, it's it calls for, I did a half recipe because I have to do a half recipe or I end up eating so much that I explode. Mm -hmm. I did, oh no, actually I did half recipe because I ran out of flour. <laughs> that is the real story. But um, we'll go with the other one. It calls for a half a cup of dried fruit and it doesn't say what. Uh, um, and then so another, baker's choice. And then another half a cup of either currants or raisins. So I omitted the other portion of dried fruit completely and I just did currants and it has you soak the currants in warmed apple juice so they kind of plump up a little. Oh. Oh, your sticky rice looks real. No way. Yeah, it does. Just cause it's not like completely in a formed blob. Cause it wouldn't stick. Yeah. I forgot I had the picture on, um, on my Cloud drive thing. That's the technical word. Cloud drive thing. I also, I'll send you a picture of my blondie with the failed fudge. Oh, yay. So, yeah, it doesn't look like you're right. The one thing I'm noticing is you can see the individual rice pieces, but I yeah. have seen that in other pictures online as well, but it doesn't look like the rice itself is creamy at all. No. I mean, you can definitely, on its own, taste the coconut flavor, but you can also tell, like, the individual grains. Yeah. Like, you want it somewhere between that and a, a rice pudding sort of thing. Yes. Which I, I love. I like rice pudding. I like tapioca pudding. Stuff with, like, little lumps in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to think it was very odd when I was young, but... Me too. I have, I've gotten over the texture issues. Now I'm tempted to try hot cross buns. But in this picture with the blondie, you can see clearly in the fudge section. That there are like chunks the of white chocolate that haven't melted. White chocolate, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that being said, they were delicious. Yeah. It lo they look yummy. I would eat it. And I would eat your buns. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So have you been doing any more crafty things? Doing anything to the... The nursery or sprucing up no. the house or nesting or anything fun like Never. that? Nope. I have been doing not much of anything. So uh, in between the last episode and this one, my doggy ran away and I spent uh, like a long weekend um, helping my husband put up posters as around town and trying to find her she we do have her back and she's safe and happy and healthy which is wonderful and then we had to go around and pick up all the posters i tear them down because they had our cell phone numbers on them <laughs> so i spent a lot of time going around like town. a lot of time yeah 
doing that. I my husband did more than I did because I am hugely super pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> super pregnant. Super pregnant. But I helped when I could. <laughs> but I mean, thank goodness there is a happy ending to that story. Yes. Because I was I mean, she's not my dog. <laughs> she's not my dog and I was seriously stressed out over it. And I wanted I was trying so hard not to bother you about it because I knew you were probably in enough turmoil as it was, and you didn't really need to be telling people, no, we still haven't found her. We still haven't found her. So I was trying to, like, keep my cool, but I was kind of dying inside. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Don't you just wonder, like, when your animal runs away like that and they're not used to being outside and they're not used to being on their own, and you just spend the entire time wondering to yourself, like, where are they and what the heck are they doing? Why dogs are supposed to be really good smellers and things like yeah. How did you get lo- lost? I don't get it. Mm. We had visitors over the weekend and it's not their fault. <laughs> we I want to make that clear. Yes. We weren't home, which I also want to make that clear because I feel like if if my dog ran away from me and didn't come back for a few days, I would feel like a horrible owner but if my dog ran away from somebody somebody else that's not as familiar to them when i wasn't there then i don't feel like such a horrible person but again it's not their fault but it's not my fault (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i get that maybe she got spooked or saw a squirrel or something but how do you not come back yeah (sighs) crazy dogs crazy dogs so I have done very little. How about you? Uh, also very little. I'm trying to finish my son's mitten <laughs> still. <laughs> I've got one mitten left to do. And I I think I told you last time, now that I'm almost done, I've lost this hat. So I can't even like... No, you didn't tell me you lost the hat. <laughs> I have no oh, idea no. where his hat is. <laughs> if he left it at school or if it's like in the back of the closet. It's just oh. who knows where that hat went. And on top of that, it doesn't really matter anyways because the kid is always overheating. Mm -hmm. And so, like, he goes outside when it's snowing out. He tries to go outside with just a T-shirt on. And so I don't even know why I made him winter gear because he's never, ever going to wear it. None of it. (laughs) But so that's, that's pretty much I've been pretty lazy myself. It's tough to finish a project when you lost part of it. Like the motivation, <laughs> I'm sure, is is leaving. Not yeah. there. Yeah. But at least I have the other mitten. I mean, I could finish the mitten I'm on, and then I would have two mittens. Mm-hmm. I might not have the hat. It might not be a full set, but at least I could make one mitten too. Yeah, that's true. I believe in you. You can do it. I can do it. I'll totally, totally try to do it. <laughs> So as we are recording this, we are one week away from Easter. We are. Did you get any egg coloring done? We did. We did some hard-boiled eggs because I didn't feel like the pain and suffering of blowing the insides out of the eggs. Yeah. Um, Because with little kids, it's just really not worth it because they end up breaking the eggs anyways. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. you might as well get to eat them. Um, So we did probably a dozen hard-boiled eggs, and 
I love how I work things up in my head because I was like, yeah, we're going to do Easter eggs today. It's going to be great. And the boys came over and they plopped all of their eggs in one color and they were done in about two minutes. (laughs) They're like, now what? (laughs) Like, you could just, you know, dip in more than one color. You could make them, you know, a little exciting. No, I'm done. Now what? Just tell them that they did it wrong. They're doing Easter wrong. They're doing Easter wrong. I know. It's supposed to be a slow, painful process, and you're supposed to say, oh, mine is ugly. I have to try again. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They do that enough, actually. So I was glad that they kind of enjoyed it and moved on. And my daughter had fun. She only did two eggs because <laughs> because I found two hard-boiled eggs in my basement today. Someone had squirreled them away while they were cooling and just sitting them in the basement. I don't know why. And so okay. when the time came to dye eggs and the boys had already done theirs, she woke up from her nap and there were only two eggs left. So Your basement <laughs> eggs. Wait, that. you so hold on. Let me get this straight. So you hard boiled some eggs. Yes. Th- somebody hid them? Somebody in took the basement? somebody took two of the hard boiled eggs pre dyeing. Uh-huh. And hid them in the basement okay and i would not have even known except i was down in the basement playing with them today and my daughter goes eggs eggs and she was pointing up on a shelf and i'm like no not really and she's like eggs and i looked and they were I'm like what the heck like, thank why, goodness you found them why are there hard-boiled <laughs> eggs down here in the toy room <laughs> like, just... that would have been like three weeks later where is that smell coming from? i know right oh yeah so it was actually very good that she found them just the day after and not not a very long time from now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. So we did that. That was the that was our Easter stuff. That's all I got done. That's still pretty good. I haven't done it. Done any eggs or Easter things or nothing. But that's okay cuz we picked a fun springy recipe that will be adorable for Easter times. Yes. It's quite pretty, and hopefully we'll actually get to to talk about it, depending on how crazy your life gets in the next couple of weeks. Right. Um, so we chose individual raspberry charlotte cakes. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what a charlotte is, it's this fancy little cake where you have cake on the outside and a fruit cream filling on the inside or a mousse filling on the inside. And usually like a whipped cream or some kind of cream and then fruit on top of the cake as well. So this one involves raspberries and also the, I think the, is there another? uh, Oh, mascarpone with a hint of lemon in it. So it Mm -hmm. should be, have some nice spring flavors and look pretty and light and fluffy. Wonderful. Are you going to use this recipe that you sent me from the kitchen macabre? Is that how you say it? Um, I think I think it's McCabe. <laughs> okay. Or Macca- yeah, that works. Maccabee? I don't know. It's M-C-C-A-B-E. I was thinking about doing kind of a hybrid version because I also read in a baking magazine from somewhere that the ladyfingers tend to either fall apart or get hard and crunchy. And so I was thinking about trying the suggestion from the baking magazine, which is to do a modified version of a chiffon cake. Ooh. 
which is kind of like a sponge cake, but it also has some egg yolk and fat whipped into it so that it'll stay kind of tender and moist. I'm thinking I'll probably be lazy and use store-bought ladyfingers. The ladyfingers on this webpage, though, look so good. Yeah, well, they have a link to a recipe. You make them from scratch. Yeah, I'm totally not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. Forget that. Forget that noise. But this is a nice, they're little mini cakes. The recipe makes four, so I don't have to feel like there's three dozen tiny cakes in my fridge that I am forced to eat. (laughs) So I'm excited about this. I am too. Plus it just looks yummy. I know we threatened that I might not be here for this episode because of the baby. The baby. uh, Next episode. If I don't have a baby by next episode, there's going to be some problems. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll still try and make this and we'll just see what happens. So if you tried the Thai sticky rice and you have any pointers that I will ignore like the other listener that gave me pointers, um, you can send it to keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Keeping Busy Podcast. And um, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review because that helps get our name out there. So go out in the world and make your raspberry charlottes. Mm-hmm. Enjoy springtime in New England. <laughs> Yeah, enjoy Easter if you uh, participate in such things. And until next time, we'll we'll be be keeping keeping busy. busy. And we hope you are too.